0: Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. Uh, On today's show, we'll get to the uh, College Football National Championship game and the um, AFC and NFC wildcard games. Uh, But we'll start today's show uh, with how we got to the uh, playoff teams and uh, the and In the Chiefs' uh, season finale, Mike, Chiefs won a narrow game with the Chargers, mostly a bunch of field goals and a defensive score. Uh, were you satisfied with how the Chiefs' backups played uh, against the uh, Chargers' backups in the final week of the season?
1: Yeah, it was an interesting game. Uh, in, I'd say more for the reasons outside the game than in the game itself. Uh, thinking about how the you know teams are being you know the players are being rested for next week um thinking about you know chief's chances and you know who who they were going to play since it was already preordained that they were going to be the three seed so that was kind of um interesting the game itself was yeah other than the defensive touchdown was pretty ho-hum you know it was four field goals for uh the chargers two field goals or the Chiefs were the only offensive scores, so but it was. I was impressed though that the um the backups played well. I thought the deep, I was particularly impressed that the defense did so well. Um, especially that
0: with like Sneed sitting on the bench and no, Sneed getting some rest the last week,
1: yeah, yeah, There was no, um. Yeah, like you know, McDuffie may have played a little bit. Chris Jones played quite a bit, trying to get that sack. But yeah, the rest of the defense, it seemed like it was mostly uh, backups. Linebackers were all seemed like they were all backups. I don't think Will Gay played at all, really, or mm. or uh, Bolton. Yeah, in the offense, I thought they did a pretty good job, even though the offensive line got a little banged up while they were playing. I mm. had Joe Tooney come in and play a couple different positions uh, mm. to keep that uh, intact um so yeah it was an, it was a game that i found that the Chief, i was impressed by the way the chiefs they won it you know i guess there was a last second drive really that uh that Blake gabbert led but the offense didn't look very good it, yeah. so it's just it's just a i don't know so it doesn't But i don't know if it bodes well for the playoffs But maybe going to having Mahomes there makes everything very different. So, yeah, yeah, it's a. What did you think of the game? Well, I think I mean I think it's great in general for getting ready for the
0: playoffs when you know all of these additional players that don't normally get a lot of playing time got some playing time in a game the week before the playoffs. So, you know, you're not as worried about the team's depth going into the playoffs. So if there is an injury, say like early in a game, like in the wild card round you're not as concerned about the backup being like such a big steep drop-off from the talent level of what's, you know, they're accustomed to at least anyway. So, I I mean, I liked being able to be in that position as a fan to, uh, you know, know that the Chiefs actually have like depth And and they're like actually on the field the week before the playoffs and not just like, Oh, I remember this from watching the preseason games like a year ago, mm-hmm. that, that they have guys that can play, but they never play, but they could play if they had to, but now they're forced into a situation that's very crazy for, uh, you know, being a playoff scenario. But now they're like very recently active and that's, you know, I think a good thing at least. Yeah,
1: it helps them both. Uh, I think it helps them kind of get game action pretty close to you know if they have to step in. And it also kind of, I guess, gives fans some confidence that the team's not just going to fall apart if it's backups. If, like, one guy gets injured or, right. Uh, the, yeah, Mahomes aside, I think, uh, it doesn't, you know, I guess you don't want to see Chris Jones go out or Kelsey uh, go out. But, you know, everybody else, it seems like, you know, maybe, maybe some of the, maybe, you know, I I don't. don't, You don't want. You don't want to see anybody go out, but nobody. You know, everybody is. You know, I think nobody's irreplaceable, but I think it's. You know, Mahomes. I think it's. I think it's the really big names that you. you, Because they're big. They're really big names for a reason. Of course, yeah. And it's not like there are, you know, great backups behind those big names.
0: Yeah. I mean, usually the you know the defense may be more of like a system than it is, yeah, you know, one great player with everyone, you know, falling I think, in line behind that player. So I, I, when yeah, the key player goes out, it doesn't mean that the system falls apart. No,
1: they can still keep things together. But I think that I think the with if Jones goes out, the defensive line its pass rush really goes. Out. Not just because Jones is a good pass rusher, but because he gets double teamed a lot and he frees up you know Carl or Menahue or or you know or or dana you know those other guys to get in and possibly get sex and i think again and against tua that's the most important thing is kind of rattling him because if he has a little bit of time to throw and nice you know they have you know good quick you know good quick plays that mike mcdaniel uh you know runs and you know it seems like there are lots of easy throws for tua in most games but if he's if he's harassed a little bit and has to get off of off his timing that's going to be a lot different also the cold weather i think will we'll, uh maybe play different. difference it doesn't, it doesn't seem to affect tyree hill very much he he plays really well in the cold but yeah. some of those other miami players might not be as used to it
0: I, I guess historically they've not been very good in in these types of games no uh, in the cold so that that i mean that's definitely going to be a storyline developed to wash for at least as the as the game develops and they've and they've not played well against top tier teams this season in general they've really crumpled in just about every game against a team that you know has a a strong winning record anyway I and guess. they
1: really and they did it you could see in the in the last game of the season they really should have beaten buffalo because buffalo did not play very well they had a lot of turnovers yeah, and they didn't score very many points either but it, it you know but Miami couldn't could score even you know fewer points and the reason Buffalo won basically was because of a punt return touchdown that gave them some momentum and and allowed them to come back it was not you know but had had uh, the dolphins won they would be the number 2 seed and, and buffalo would be the 7 and buffalo would be playing at um Miami so Miami would be in the warm weather yeah. uh, the chiefs would be getting pittsburgh instead and so maybe a more, maybe a more winnable game. I think it cost the Dolphins probably chance. I'd say the Dolphins game against the Bills is more at home would have been more winnable than the chief against the chiefs on the road. And I think the chiefs, uh, you know, so like it costs, it, it, cost, it, it cost, uh it might, maybe even the chiefs uh, game against the Steelers. Just, I don't know if that would be more winnable or less winnable than Miami right now, because, uh, is in the cold, cold weather. Pittsburgh is good in the cold, probably. Yeah. Keeping it together. So it's... I, and maybe the other key
0: factor for their game coming up will be that TJ Watt apparently is...
1: He's, he's out, yeah. Great. MCL injury. Yeah, grade two, which I guess is not severe... I think it's the opposite of murder, isn't? Grade one is the most no, grade three is most severe. Yeah, I think it's, most, and, it's first, middle uh, severe, but first degree murder is more severe than third degree murder, right? Although if you've given someone the third degree, that is uh, more intense than a regular line of questioning, I suppose. So that's like, yeah, third degree burn. Mur-
0: murderers are more in the uh, the DEF CON. Numbering. yes, it
1: counts down, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, or 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 the NCAA tournament, uh, seating, it's it's more or ordinal numbers, it should be first, you know, it goes first, second, third that way, and right. first is highest. Um, yeah,
0: medical, yeah, medical things seem to be the other way, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like a first degree burn or a first degree strain is the lat, the least, yeah, but but, so, or, but third
1: but, is it's a little strange because. You can see, like, there would be no maximum level of, like, no maximum level if if a uh, third degree is the highest. Because why couldn't there be a fourth degree or a fifth degree? It seems like they could they could go as high as they as you can count. Like, at first degree, there's no more <laughs> room. You can't you can't really say there's a zeroth degree, like the laws of thermodynamics or or whatever. But it's yeah. yeah. So for you know. It's first degree. The idea is like, yeah, it is the highest that it could be. You can't get any right. Anymore. worst case could, scenario, or they can call it the yeah. yeah. They could go from maybe they kind have a best case, a best to worst rather than first through third, like best case, eh, medium case, worst case, uh, something like that. Yeah, if it is a case,
0: It makes more sense, or least bad
1: to worst.
0: So we're we're fixing the uh, medical industry, yeah. We were, through through this uh, this episode too, as a side the, effect, we didn't the, know we were going to be talking about this. Side that. effect. This is what happens. Yes. Sometimes we fix
1: other things that we weren't, you know, planning on fixing. If we fixed. We fixed many things here on the One Track Power Hour, uh, but if only people would listen to us, we 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 have right. fixed it. We, in some in some cases, I think on some of our player predictions, we've been we've been we've been pretty right. Um, this is our, our Mac Jones prediction. I think our, right. our our Jordan Love prediction has not been has not come terribly yeah true at least given given the results this year. he have been uh, by
0: no means dominant though, and he just seems I mean, capable. I think is what we would use it as a descriptor for Jordan Love. Season. Yeah. Not not the disaster that we were sort of expecting.
1: No. Yeah. But we also, I guess, this also relates to our Matt LaFleur just like, uh, since he led a not so good team to the playoffs uh, again this year. Well,
0: I mean, he's just waiting for whatever decision he's going to make at some point in the playoff game that to make cost in the season because that's usually what happened. That's, with, usually,
1: yeah, that's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because they, they were like, they would play well enough to get into the playoffs and then well enough to be like maybe expected to win in a scenario. And then the floor will make some decision that uh, will guarantee their loss. Yes. I'm still expecting
1: that. I, If that doesn't happen, I will be shocked. Well, we'll talk about our predictions for the wildcard <laughs> uh, in, in a little bit. Oh, um, I guess maybe the, we're talking about the Chiefs and the uh, Chargers. I had a bet on the Chiefs and Chargers. Maybe we can segue this into our, our betting scenarios, which could not have turned out better for you or worse for me. Uh, but the first of these problems... So we,
0: we had very specific strategies, I think, that we both used in making our picks. And, yeah, one of them maybe didn't turn out so well. One of the strategies apparently didn't work so well.
1: Yeah, my over-under locks were not good. Your, your spread locks turned out to be uh, impenetrable. This time. Yes. yes. I won't make a spread impenetrable joke, but... <laughs>
0: Was that intentional or did that just happen?
1: Yeah, the the what I what I it kind of just happened, but then, <laughs> it, then I, uh, I maybe maybe it was maybe it was subconscious the whole time, but but no, I yes, yeah, so, but anyway, I picked over unders and I picked one over, and the one over that I picked was was under. Uh, I picked the Chiefs Chargers to be over thirty five points because I thought there would be some semblance of offense there were only field goals made and only a defensive touchdown. So there weren't weren't many points, but if there had been, you know, some of the, half of those field goals had been touchdowns, uh, you know, that would, that, you know, that would have maybe pushed it over, but I was still 12. I was, there were only 25 points scored. So it would have been needed to be a, you know, two t- two more touchdowns to, or to, to do it. Uh, but 14, Four more field 12. goals. That's what that would. have more, more field, They needed more field goals. Yet. That would
0: have been far more likely than than two touchdowns in the game that we that we got.
1: So if the Chiefs had won nineteen to eighteen. That would have been that would have been mm-hmm. ideal. That would have been fine. Um, so they were yeah the over was thirty five. The total was thirteen to twelve. So it was twenty five. So I was ten points under when I bet the over. Um, how about your? Uh, First bet, uh, Dr. Scaff. So, my first pick,
0: I guess by the order of the games that were played, anyway, uh, I had Houston minus one and a half at Indy, it was the Saturday night game. Uh, Really close game. Uh, And Houston ended up winning by four, 23 19. Yeah, covering that one and a half point spread uh, to give me my first victory of the week and yes my uh, my strategy was trying to bet on teams that like really needed to win to secure their playoffs but so they would actually be using their uh top talent in the game that was my sort of strategy that i
1: went about this mm-hmm. seemed to have uh maybe worked better than the over-under strategy yeah my problem was like probably that i didn't go with pittsburgh uh this this week <laughs> they've been my yeah, and, that, and that's been a regular thing that that you've been doing and and didn't uh didn't go with it this time no they've been my constant winner so i and they were three-point favorites i, I would have bet on if i had bet on them i would have won the one game um uh, which would be a little better but we'll talk about my uh, my other beats uh one was again more legitimate one was turns out to be a horribly bad one will that will uh discuss, but where you I got also, screwed essentially? Yeah, yeah, Nothing basically better. by yeah, yeah. Now, now I have.
0: By now, uh, someone that you're going to have a grudge against. A grudge
1: against uh grudge against uh, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy. Should, he, should I just talk about that one, or should I go <laughs> <Sure>. on? To, <laughs> go for it. You think I should? Okay, so which Mike, one do you want to do? Just yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's 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 say that for last because yeah. it's uh, uh. So you can rant about it. Yeah, so I can work, get get my blood to a particularly hot. sort of a boiling level that i that i needed to be Uh, but cleveland cincinnati i thought would also i basically i thought cleveland cincinnati would be what the chiefs chargers game was i thought well there aren't any quarterbacks for either team uh they aren't going to score many points so under 37 and a half i like that uh that wasn't what happened uh, the Bengals scored a ton of points, and you know the Browns kind of played the game that I thought they would play. Without um, was it was it Jeff Driscoll? Was he the starter? I think Driscoll was the starter. That's yeah. the fifth. That's the fifth starting quarterback that the Browns have. I think so. Played this year, um, and that's a little unusual. I don't know why DTR wasn't starting, or, um, but uh, maybe he was. Maybe he's injured. I'm not sure, but. Hmm, I don't know. But I don't think Driscoll offers any hope for the future or anything, so I don't I don't understand that maybe they just felt like they owed him something. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, uh that game was uh 31 to 14, so 45 total points. So it wasn't it was, you know, there were too many touchdowns. If some of those touchdowns had been field goals, like the Chiefs game, uh yeah. maybe it would have stayed under, but yeah, so I I was I was wrong on the intra Ohio showdown. How about your second uh, locked lock of the
0: week? Uh, second pick I had was uh, Tampa Bay was uh, favored by four and a half points at the NFL's worst, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina wasn't really playing for anything so it didn't seem like that would be like a spite driven game to try to you know pull someone's chances uh at the playoffs you know they're locked in at the at the uh last place in the league but but don't have the draft pick that they would get because it's already traded to, to, to the bears uh they did not play basically at all they scored no points and Tampa managed three field goals in the game uh not a great game by any means, but covered the spread
1: on the uh nine points. Nine yeah. zero victory. Well, yeah, congrats to those Tampa Bay Buccaneers for winning the NFC South. They'll get a host a playoff game against the once mighty but now very suspect Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk about that uh a little bit later, but yeah. I want to get to my uh that I, my my lock of the week that should have been locked, but somehow it was there was a safe cracker uh working for the doubt for the Dallas Cowboys that decided this wouldn't happen. Uh so Dallas Washington game was supposed to be under was supposed to be 45 and a half points was the over under number that I ended up picking. I think it went up to 46 in some places. Uh, but either way I picked under 45 and a half because I thought, well, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't sure. I thought either maybe Dallas would lay another egg on the road or, and I didn't think Washington would score a lot of points. So I thought, okay, it's going to be a low scoring. Um, and it was low scoring for Washington, but it was not low scoring for Dallas. Uh, but so Dallas had a 35 to 10 league through much of the fourth quarter. And then with one minute left, basically one, a left in the game, the Cowboys rather than punting it away or just kneeling down and letting the clock run out and just giving it to Washington to end the game. They decided to kick a meaningless field goal to go up 38 to 10 from 50 yards away. It wasn't even a close field goal. Like we're like, okay, we're just gonna kick this extra point. No, we're going to kick this long field goal for no reason. Uh, also our, I think our kicker is he still, is he still perfect on the year? Why don't we make a, why don't we, uh, <laughs> Kick a difficult pick field line. goal for him so he can maybe not be perfect on the year. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll kick this field goal for no reason, only to cover them. Than... Other than maybe to go with the over rather than the over <laughs> under, and so they won thirty eight to ten. So that that field goal cost me uh, a victory. That was maybe one of the one of the worst uh, defeats of the season for sure. Uh, the bat the. One of the baddest of beats, as they say. Yeah, totally unnecessary over. one.
0: That's what Unnes- yeah.
1: yeah. It was it was a little bit like uh I can't I think it's I think the one helped me was the field goal that uh the Rams used to cover the spread against the 49ers. That helped me. So maybe this was the uh universe turning against me and having a meaningless field goal, not uh to tip to tip the over instead of keeping it under. So uh, Brandon Aubrey. Did miss two field goals in the game, so
0: he did lose his perfect streak. Oh, he did lose it. Okay, already in the game, apparently. I didn't realize oh. that. That's so maybe or they, maybe they wanted maybe they just wanted to get him, uh, you know, a positive
1: or or, or, or they wanted him to miss them. three in a row and kind of resemble um the Cowboys kicker from last year's playoffs who missed how many extra points did he miss <laughs> six or something like that? It was, oh, yeah, a it meltdown, was, yeah. Was that Maher Brett Maher? Was it? That sounds right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Maybe Mike McCarthy is trying to. Uh, yeah, Brett Maher. Brett Maher was the uh, the kicker last year. Uh, so I think the most likely scenario
0: is that Mike McCarthy heard your pick and was like, "I'll show him." Yes, that's most likely what happened. Is
1: that you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sure he is an avid viewer of or or listener of the One Trick <laughs> Power Hour, and he's come to take an intense disliking to me in particular. I guess that makes yes. sense. If that if, you're, guy? if you're a viewer or or a listener, I don't know if it's my uh if if he's a viewer, that's my uh looks looks that that anger him or if it's my annoying voice from a listener's perspective that angers him most or maybe it's just my my takes uh uh that are
0: maybe one too many negative Dallas takes during the season must be.
1: I guess I didn't think I was that negative on Dallas. I thought Dallas had a big play defense that was maybe not as good uh fundamentally sometimes and if they didn't get a lot of uh if they didn't have a lot of defensive like big plays uh they didn't usually win. they wouldn't they didn't win a lot so yeah. they need, they need like those like big you know turnover plays rather than like the chiefs defense when they this is one of the pe- things that people saw me as a problem with the chiefs defense was they didn't create a lot of turnovers but turnover luck is more or less random um seemingly
0: random but it hasn't been random for the chiefs they haven't like randomly gotten turnovers this season <laughs>
1: Well, they kind of over, you kind of you think it even out over the course of a long, a longer uh, time period. But yeah, so but the Chiefs, you know, you just, I guess they got a, they got a you know defensive touchdown last game, no. and that was somewhat random, maybe. And you know, I think they the... still ended up negative turnovers on the, on the day, though, didn't they? Did I they mean, have two and give up one? Did they have two? I think they only had one, but maybe they had two um maybe it was just one got through the interception over hardman's head and was was there a fumble it or was something was one one each yeah so one. it was even yeah yeah i know the chiefs ha- are negative on the turnover differential this year uh which i think is actually a, a good sign because it doesn't rec- you, you to win you don't have to always um have fewer turnovers than the other teams So sometimes you this is something that happened with with buffalo too i think they were you know when they lost. You know even though they lost, they beat Miami, even though they had more turnovers on the road uh, than Miami does, and I think if you can do that, even if you play poorly and win, I think that's better than needing it. Uh, yeah. So I'm not. Sure. That's why but, I think. But America generally, over Dallas the course does. of the season, the teams that
0: have that winning records and make the playoffs generally have positive turnover
1: margins. But is but do they? But that I think that's also maybe random because the nfl playoffs are extremely random it seems like when the, what teams make it versus don't there are a few teams that are always going to make it or usually make it. you have the chiefs um you know yeah. the almost did but the chiefs had usually had the pot like a very you know strong turnover margin and this season has just been a little different for back that. in the schottenheimer era they did but i don't know if they yeah. really do always now i think i think it's well, even of- in those in those seasons
0: like when the when the chiefs were giving up like Yardage by the bunch, like they still seem to manage to, you know, end a random drive with a big turnover. They may give up seventy-five yards, but they'll get the you know interception in the end zone, or you know, a sack fumble in the red zone somehow after they gave up a ton of yardage. Yeah, so that was like how they how they managed to survive in those seasons where the you know the defense wasn't so strong at. You know, preventing yards was they still managed to force turnovers.
1: Yeah, so the Chiefs are minus eleven on the year. Is that right? I In think turnovers. so. Yeah, that is higher. Yeah, that's that's really high, and they still make the playoffs. The is this, that's
0: they, probably the worst amongst the playoff teams, isn't it?
1: Isn't it? I feel, yeah, Philadelphia is minus ten. Cleveland's actually minus nine. Yeah, so a eleven
0: of is still teams. more
1: yeah uh yeah but look uh the teams that are the highest so baltimore plus 12 which maybe explains also maybe how why their record is so gaudy. either turn up, you know you can you can't always um you know prevent or get turnovers but the new york giants were plus 12 as well somehow yeah and they were terrible this year uh the saints were plus 11 they didn't make the playoffs Pittsburgh and Cincinnati were plus eleven, plus ten. Dallas plus ten. So there were a lot of teams that were really high um, that did not make the playoffs, though. Uh, most of the teams that were really high did make the playoffs, right? But there were so two that didn't. That didn't. Every, make. So every team. So of the plus eight and above teams, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, plus eight and above. Um, all but the Giants and Saints made the playoffs so the Ravens, the S- Ravens, the Steelers, Bengals Cowboys, Texans, forty ers Buccaneers, yeah uh, even the bills who turned the ball over a lot they were uh plus two well c- Cincinnati didn't make the playoffs no oh, oh six out of nine they made so I forgot Cincinnati yeah, they didn't make the playoffs either. So four of the nine did not make I think mean, three of the nine. Giants, Saints, Bengals. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, three three of the nine did not. Yeah, so that's a, you know, that's a good correlation.
0: But like of the of the like bottom, of
1: four, the ones that were the minus... four worst did not make the playoffs. But
0: then the fifth and sixth worst
1: did. Yeah. Of the ones that were minus six or or worse, uh, only the the yeah three out of the. Uh, three been, out of the three out of the eight made it. Five out of eight did not. So, yeah. it's, all, so it's not maybe as much of a correlation as I thought there might be. I but
0: think it typically is more of a correlation than than that. The Chiefs did have a negative turnover differential last year too, but it was only minus three.
1: Yeah, only minus three last year, and they won the Super Bowl. I think the turnover differential. Yeah, it hasn't been. It was plus four 2021 Yeah. Probably the same football database that I am at. Um I'm just on plus, ESPN. plus six in twenty twenty. It goes up
0: every year. Plus eight like, in twenty nineteen. It really, yeah, it's gone, it's gone down. Really well, twenty seventeen they were plus fifteen. Plus sixteen in twenty sixteen. Oh wow. <laughs> then it then it goes the other way. So basically, in the, in the Andy Reid era, it's the turnover margin has gone down year over year. Yeah. Next year's going to be rough if the trend continues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it matters less if you have Mahomes. And so the Chiefs have been more successful when they are not leading the league in the turnover. Or... You know, if they're if, if they're just kind of, it seems like they're just kind of middle of the pack. They've been doing better. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Reid's teams were. Yeah, twenty fifteen is plus fourteen. I I didn't remember this turnover stat for them. I, this is, positively, uh, Schottenheimer, esque. No. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, did you, let's talk about your. Third lock of the week that we haven't gone through yet. Yes, somehow the lock of the year, lock of the, the your season. season. Uh, I had in the Sunday afternoon
0: games, uh, Detroit minus three versus Minnesota. Uh, another one of those games where Minnesota wasn't really playing for anything. Detroit had an outside shot at the uh, two seed. Uh, they needed a couple of teams to lose, but uh, but they had to win, and they were one of the earlier games, so. Uh, I thought they were going to be going for it. They did go for it and ended up winning 30-20. to 20. I think they ended up with some relatively bad injury, though, for uh, their star tight end, Sam, Sam LaPorta. LaPorta yeah. uh, so it may have cost them trying to go for it, uh, but they did win and covered the, the uh, three-point spread by a full touchdown. So uh, you know, that got me my third pick and all three correct this week. Uh, yeah. so finish our regular season sealed your victory uh, with a strong finish for myself. It's winning the last six games, even so, going six and oh to finish the year to finish plus four for the entire season, anyway. So, congratulations, 25 losses on the year plus $400, Mike. You at $25, 28, and one minus three hundred dollars so your last week was the you know deciding factor in your season anyway for... I
1: still would have lost had I, had had we each gotten three now I still would have been um minus one hundred from you so right but still uh yeah we and we did somewhat similarly on our Big board, that's where we each lost a little bit of money, but I lost a little bit more. And you finished ahead of me there by several thousand dollars on the year. I was several like $200 thousand. on the week, but yeah. Almost
0: not, not too far from, from a 10 K on the year,
1: I guess. Right. Yeah. And difference and, in the, in the outcomes. And you had a clean sweep because you also, at the beginning of the season predicted more teams uh over over under wins records that i did although we both were, <laughs> we were dismal terrible yes i was 10 and 22 i picked only picked 10 out of 22 correct you picked only you picked only 12 out of <laughs> two better 10 out of 32 i picked uh i picked uh 10 out of 32 correct you picked 12 out of 32 correct yeah isn't a whole lot better but it's
0: what, what i found is amusing good. though is that that i picked um the entire afc east correct and then only got one other AFC
1: team right <laughs> on the entire AFC. That's, that was two more AFC teams that I got right. <laughs> I was three and thirteen in the AFC. <laughs> I messed that. I I, I, oh. I did terribly. So somehow I got well. Uh, so a great number of the game, the
0: teams ended up like within like one game of their expected. Um, so the the you know the the sports books did a seemingly excellent job at, at, you know, setting these lines, which is pretty amazing for, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. And I think, you know, we tried to sort of factor in like what teams were likely to have injuries with quarterbacks that had had injury histories. And that didn't really play out the way that, uh, you know, we expected at all. I think that's what really cost us on the, on, on our picks for the season. Yeah, not so good. We did not do so well.
1: Not so well.
0: Season long bets are one of those things that I don't. I don't think I would actually really do. That's why we just talk about these things and not actually, you know, follow through with our selections at
1: an actual sports book. Yeah, it's like making a long term risky investment, which you would most investments. You if they're risky, they're going to be short term because you don't you don't want to suffer uh something very risky for that long you want to yeah. either you want to either finish with or or not um and although yeah. if we if we made
0: a like uh a a, a fund based on my season long nFL picks, you would have gotten a decent return on the year though so if you Ooh. if you invested your money with me to bet oh I would' have yeah then you would have you would have gotten a thirty seven percent return on your money, Mike. That's uh not so bad over the course of the NFL season.
1: Yes, if you if only you had bet your life savings under scaff, you would be sitting pretty right now. Instead you bet um, uh yeah. meaningless
0: uh that's better than the F scaf, scaf I
1: mean. bucks <laughs> and uh, those aren't valid tender anywhere, I I don't believe, at least no not until Proposition fourteen passes. <laughs> funded entirely by the SCAF family that's what happens yeah right
0: <laughs> tell us more about proposition 14 Mike.
1: <laughs> it's uh it's something that involves uh, uh certain families to uh produce uh, their own money and spend it uh at local businesses but uh yeah <laughs> is that a real is that a real thing uh, no, I don't think so, but uh I thought
0: maybe you you actually had heard something about something like this, and
1: no, no, it was just an elaborate elaborate joke that I <laughs> they hadn't hadn't really thought thought through all the way, but um yes, but anyway, anyway, the scaf sometimes
0: those work out though, like the uh, first proverbial bank, I think is still still <laughs> working on that one, setting the framework out for the uh, proverbial
1: bank, yes, and that's where the scaff bucks are stored at the proverbial. <laughs> Yes. Thank. First proverbial. Yeah. So, <laughs> should do we want to move on?
0: Um. Were there um any other games from week eighteen, the regular season finale, that really stood out to you that made you know like some impact on the uh the
1: playoffs? Were you? Well, we mentioned the Miami, Buffalo game. Yeah. Already. Um. I think the. Oh, the, the New Orleans Atlanta game could have been play had a funny play at the end of it. Do you remember uh it was uh Jameis Winston, the backup was in for New Orleans, it was 41-17. So speaking of uh meaningless scores to run up to, to at the end to run up the score, uh instead they the Saints actually pretended to kneel it and then decided to run in for a touchdown at the one yard line of the Falcons, which really angered uh then coach uh arthur smith and maybe for good reason yeah what do you think of that uh touchdown there for uh the saints late it's definitely 17 cheap (laughs) at least but uh
0: it is kind of funny that the last time you'll really see arthur smith on an nfl field was that was that right him complaining to his counterpart who apparently had na- nothing to do with the decision. That was like supposedly done on the field by the players. Yeah. But they audibled to get uh, a touchdown for one particular player, I guess. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, Jamal Jamal Williams,
1: I think, hadn't had I think a he had,
0: he didn't have a s didn't have a score this season and they Yeah, they wanted to get him one. Well, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how much you know that's if that's really worth it
1: to anybody, unless he had the bonus tied to it. I don't know yeah. why.
0: Chris just uh
1: the 1.25 million dollar sack that he got yeah. uh to push him over 10. Right. And that so, was pretty cool to see the uh the team really celebrated that win, too. Yeah, that was uh you know good to see. Yeah, usually the, we usually use uh like that the um the, I was watching the Baltimore Pittsburgh game. I don't know if you were watching it, uh when uh, J Clowney got in his sack. He celebrated, but it was basically by himself. The rest of the rest of the uh, rest of the Ravens didn't really do much. No, him, I noticed. So maybe that bodes well for the Chiefs and their camaraderie uh, with uh, and 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 with with one another and their esprit de corps and uh, bonhomie, whatever other French uh, terms uh, we we can we can introduce talking about the Chiefs' togetherness. And uh, they're uh, like one another, uh, so maybe maybe that bodes well, and maybe doesn't bode as well for the uh, for the Ravens. And we're kind of reaching here, uh, for but um, how about how about
0: uh, the way Philly ended their season against the Giants more than free fall? Yeah, they've been they were worse.
1: They they've been worse than the Chiefs. The only team that was like struggling more, well, maybe the Jaguars were uh, probably even maybe worse than Philly because they didn't have the. Uh, they fell out of the playoffs. They fell out of the playoffs entirely. They they didn't have the breathing room that Philadelphia had in their first eleven games. So, yeah, Philadelphia. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then they took injuries to key
0: players, late also. Because we yeah. got, uh Hertz ended up dislocating a finger on his throwing hand. Yeah, that's not good for a quarterback. DeMonte Smith, I think, ended up with a hip injury during the yeah, game, they're... so so it's a. I mean, not a great way to finish the season, especially like losing big to a non-playoff contender. That's not not good. I mean, not not the Chiefs like finish the season in fine form either, but they.
1: Managed to win games. Oof. Yes, yeah, yeah. At least they managed to win a few. It was it was not nearly as bad as yeah. as what, what was going on in Philadelphia. Although Philadelphia uh, had already clinched a playoff berth much earlier than the Chiefs did by virtue of having won one more game, mm-hmm. uh, so they didn't have to worry about falling out. The Chiefs, technically, if they had lost to the Bengals and lost to uh the chargers if certain other games had gone differently they could have um fallen out as well fallen out of the playoffs yeah mm-hmm. but fortunately that did not happen either but um should we move on to talk about another playoff uh in football the college football let's do it playoff uh so we had the washington huskies uh the number 2 seed play against the Michigan Wolverines in the F- 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 cultural playoff and Michigan ended up uh uh winning uh that game uh 34 to 13. Were you did you watch uh the game? Were you impressed by Michigan? Were you disappointed by Washington? What was your what was your impression of uh the game as a whole?
0: I watched I watched a lot of it and I think really I mean they're the uh, Michigan running back that Blake Corum seems to be really important to that team and he was really the key factor i think in in the game his ability to find the end zone especially after you know breaking a lot of tackles that certainly helps your team win down the stretch
1: yeah he he's one of their um, they had a lot of good running backs running back play michigan did they had um donovan edwards uh had two touchdowns as well he had uh that were two big long ones early on, so they had um a great running game it the game was really closer than it seemed mm-hmm. i think in the end they, Michigan pulled away at the end mm-hmm. but but and they they got a turnover
0: that led to like back to back touchdowns that really mm-hmm. pushed the score up. The, yeah made it look like it was a lot worse than it was i suppose
1: yeah uh but washington didn't didn't have their kind of trademark big offense uh either yeah. so i that's a little uh so that's maybe why they why they lost but yeah i thought i thought it was a a decent game it was nice to, it was nice not to see um georgia or alabama or clemson in the finals uh it was see a little a little different group um, so Michigan, uh, you know, John Harbaugh wins his first national championship, his first national championship, for Michigan in almost 30 Jim years. Jim Harbaugh, right? Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Jim, did I say John? Yeah, I was thinking Baltimore Ravens coach, John yeah. Harbaugh. So Jim Harbaugh is the Wolverines coach, at least for now. Possible he might leave to jump to the NFL. Um, we mentioned Alabama. Nick Sabin is now stepped down as the Alabama head coach. Are you? surprised at at that
0: i am i am surprised that he leaves in a season that he didn't win a title if it seems like that's like the natural way to for those like dynasty type coaches to to you know go out is on top so I'm, I'm a little surprised that he chose to resign in a season that they didn't win
1: yeah well you try to go out on top anyway in some yeah. ways because it's like belichick with him another guy who who now is uh no longer a head coach at least for the time being he'd not go out, out on top at, but he didn't so he he, he, he also, didn't, it didn't wasn't on well, his terms though, so, well it was yeah. supposedly it was a mutual decision so maybe it maybe it was on his terms well it was in the same partly. week that
0: he had that he had talked about taking a lesser role giving up the GM side yeah. job and then is mutually that's, That's not, true, but
1: it's, it's also true. also I don't know. Can you can you trust what Belichick says to no, uh, to the general, public? No. So it's hard to say what what really happened. Um, I guess we're more into coaching uh, coaching carousel now than college football. Um, but yeah. Uh, so John Har uh, Jim Harbaugh is perhaps you know been linked to, you know, some of the open jobs. Was the, I think there are eight now. We we had thought there weren't going to be that many jobs that would uh, fall open, but. Uh, the the last three have all been a little bit surprising. I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe the least surprising is actually the Bill Belichick, Belichick leaving, uh, because I think that was somewhat expected by a lot of people. But it took it it didn't happen like on the Monday after the season, like it did with you know Arthur Smith got fired or um, Ron Rivera got fired right right after the season. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, within pretty short succession, we have uh, Vrabel. Uh, out as the coach in Tennessee, we had Nick Saban retire. Then we had also um, Pete uh, Carroll and Pete the, Carroll retiring
0: in, sort of early, maybe being you know moved to a different role within the
1: organization, senior but, manager position or but something. Not, but will no longer be the head coach. Head coach, yeah, some like offensive assist, you know, some sort of uh, ad managerial assistant type of, of of role and then belichick out so like the last three i think were all were, were very surprising um were uh were you uh, which one was the most surprising to you of yeah i think or, the, nick, or nick, you throw nick saban too of the four of them which was the most surprising
0: well i think the, the belichick one had been kind of hinted at where i think bob Kraft had mentioned that he'd made a decision about Belichick. I think most people sort of assumed that that meant that Belichick was going to be moving on in some capacity. So it's maybe that wasn't maybe the most surprising. It's still a, you know, a big deal though. It may be the biggest deal, but it's maybe not the most surprising. Uh, yeah. I think the Saban resignations probably to me would be the most surprising in the NFL. I'd probably say the Mike Vrabel firing is the most Yeah,
1: because Carol is old, so like he was the old he was the oldest coach. I think he's yeah. seventy.
0: I think the same uh, age as Saban, seventy-two. I think they're both seventy-two. Seventy-two, I yeah. believe. So, you but he have been there for seventeen years, something like that, right? Fourteen years. Yeah, he'd been
1: maybe oh,
0: yeah. But that's quite a while. And he won. A, he'd won a Super Bowl. Probably yeah. should have won a second Super Bowl if he would have. Handed off to Marshawn Lynch against the uh, against the and Patriots, and
1: yeah. Uh, that would maybe have kept uh, Belichick from winning uh, one more Super Bowl, right. <laughs> and and Tom and Tom and Tom Brady as well. So yeah, um, that was a close. Yeah, that, that would have been back to back winners. The, that would have been also the most recent back to back winner. The Chiefs are trying to become the first the first back to back winner since the Patriots in like oh. 304 i think something, something like, like that, that. so mm-hmm. 20 years basically there has has not been a a the patriots council came close i think mean, they won like every other year for uh a three or five year stretch five year stretch as well but um the chiefs have won two and four years and they would have won three in five years the biggest uh you know one of the uh one of the best stretches in 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 uh nfl history if that if that comes uh to pass. but if, you, so, if so, but let's say we have we have eight teams. Maybe I'll, I'll ask you this uh, this question. So we have so right now there are jobs available in for the Chargers, the Raiders, and Carolina the, were the three interim. In Carolina, those are the three in season ones, and yeah. then we have Washington and Atlanta were the ones that were kind of the typical firings after the season, and then we also have now New England, Seattle. Tennessee Uh, and and Tennessee of those eight jobs, which is the best, which is the best job do you think?
0: Which, so I've always thought that uh, if you're looking at what's the, which is the best job you want, one of two things, either the best quarterback that they, that the team already has or the best draft pick that you can get the best player that, you know, isn't on a team, or maybe you can bring somebody in free agent wise, uh, but man, it's pretty tough. Those none of those teams are really in that good a position or are are in such middling positions that it's not very easy to mm-hmm. to, you know, start over or make better what's already there. And so like, you know, like the Seattle job, I think is they're maybe one of the better teams because they're on the edge of the playoffs this year, but I don't know that you can say that the team wasn't winning because of the decisions Pete Carroll was making. I don't know that you can find, like, extra wins out of his season to, like, fix the team that's existing. And they don't really have, like, you know, draft picks coming except for picks they got from uh, the Russell Wilson trade from Denver. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know that there's much improvement to be made there. You're kind of like a caretaker for a team that already exists. I don't know that you really want to do that unless that's your, you know, thing. It seems like I guess the Chargers' job is Herbert's, maybe the best of the quarterbacks on the teams that are there. I think that
1: maybe that's the best spot, but they have such a weird, has you know, history. Some of the best weather. Yeah, but you're also in maybe the you're in a place where you're always going to play against Patrick Mahomes. However, I think that I think there's all I think there are two other really good jobs I would say um, in terms of maybe being able to win right away even though they don't have a quarterback is Atlanta because they're in the AFC, NFC South. Um, they finished yeah. seven and 10, three years in a row. So Arthur Smith was seven and 10 every year as a coach. He was, he was remarkably uh, consistent yeah. in his three years, but uh, basically they don't have a quarterback, but they have like John Robinson and Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And, you know, they have yeah. good position players. They have a pretty good defense. Yeah. So like Maybe you could even like say, we don't. We don't need to draft somebody. We can bring in like Kirk Cousins or somebody like that. And but they didn't do that the last two years. So you have to wonder if the GM is. Yeah, well, they, they, they didn't want to go after Lamar sleeping. Jackson. They, they, yeah. that would have been the, that would have been the pick to do. This would have been the time to do it. They could have gotten yeah. him probably. I don't. I think the Ravens ended up taking him, but I don't think they really wanted him that badly. Uh, maybe. I think maybe the Ravens lucked into you know uh, a secret you know secretly great offense around um, uh, around Lamar Jackson. But I don't know if that's what they meant to do. But anyway, as as so yeah. I mentioned Atlanta as the a, as a, I think um, maybe not in terms of football, but in terms of being able to like be the the head of like an important team is is the Washington job
0: mm. because you don't
1: um, you don't have Dan Snyder to worry about anymore now, now that they've cleaned house at the at the top of the
0: organization it should be a place that you can sort of culture wise start over
1: and you don't back in it i think washington was once the also the most valuable was once also the most valuable franchise in the nfl mm-hmm. uh and now it's i don't think it is anymore but so that could be a that could be a place to the, your stadium's not very i guess they don't like the stadium in washington it's kind of out maybe uh outdated and not in the right place but right um it's still only like 20 years old so they but i don't know what their problem really was with it but yeah it seems like it wasn't maybe built to last year didn't have any the right renovations or something where haven't been done or or, or whatever but um yeah, it's crazy. it was who do, do you know the architect of washington's football stadium was it was it uh HOK Sport, it's one of
0: one of four, I guess, right? Pretty much, it, it would have been in the HOK Sport era,
1: but I don't know if it was then they did it. Okay, so FedEx Field is what it's called, and its capacity, right, is only fifty eight thousand. Uh, it's Capacity was once over ninety one thousand, so now it's only fifty eight. Is, is that because they cut off the upper deck? You can't sit in the upper deck anymore. Oh, maybe.
0: It might be. Well, and it's in a suburb too. It's not in like the proper.
1: Yeah, formal Jack can't. It is HOK Sport that built yeah. it. Um, Who's well, the architect? Yeah. Yeah, it was built. Okay, so it's tw- opened on uh, September fourteenth, nineteen ninety seven. So 26 years ago yeah in, in Landover Maryland but yeah, no, so that so that Washington job is interesting to me. I think yeah um it's in a, it's in a tough division, but it's also in the most kind of lucrative one of the more lucrative markets also in the probably the maybe the most you know famous of the NFL divisions with because you have Dallas yeah. and, and New York Giants and the Eagles. When it's in the nation's capital, it's right. It's, yeah. It's yeah. a big that's a big deal. Yeah. And so Well so
0: now, now that um Belichick has been has parted ways with New England, do you think other teams will maybe part ways with their coach in an effort to lure Belichick there? Did you think yeah. additional firings because of the well is there a fallout firing, you know, downhill avalanche type of thing because of this?
1: I wouldn't put it past a team to do that. I don't know if they I still don't know if that would that would get them Belichick though. Uh, I don't know if Belichick would talk to teams that already have coaches. I don't I guess we don't even still actually even know if Belichick's gonna coach next year. Maybe he is retiring for good. Who knows?
0: I but, could see him going into the booth for a year or something too, right? Like yeah. uh, being a very strange analyst. <laughs> he doesn't, you don't know, really talk a whole lot. So it'd be it'd be funny to see him act
1: well he very differently. He, in certain circumstances, he does talk a lot. Like he talks a lot about football history and stuff like that. So he's yeah. a... he's he's maybe he maybe he good as I mean I'm sure he'd be fantastic if he wanted to be uh an analyst. Uh but it's that's hard to say if he if it, if he would ever want to do that. Yeah. But I, I think he had to wear suits and stuff. You know, he's not he's not uh, the most uh, sharply dressed of the NFL head coaches usually.
0: But that was like trolling the league, though, wasn't it? That was, I mean, he did <laughs> that because the league made a mandate about a dress code, having to wear, you know, NFL emblazoned attire. And so he's like, "Give me the worst thing I you you have, and then I'm going to tear it apart." And then wear it as like a rag, basically, which is what he did for a while. I always thought that was really funny because it was like it was more of like trolling the league than, you know, this is that was his like personal style, was my understanding <laughs> anyway.
1: Yes. Well, there's a there's a New York Times article about that came out uh, today actually about the the Bill Belichick hoodie era. Oh. Uh, I need to my like subscri- I, I, I'm trying to look it up right now, but my subscriber uh thing is not working. But uh, uh, anyway, it would have been fantastic for me to talk is about. Is it an ESPN
0: article
1: or it's a New York Times article? There oh. might be a, there is an ESPN article that's that's uh explained why he wore certain outfits at, at specific times. Um, uh, like, thing. But he's always wore. He's worn a hooded sweatshirt of some one type or another. Um. Uh. Since since his early days in, New England. but hey, he does cut. Maybe he he just likes to cut off the sleeves. I think I don't know if it is even a. I think no. I think it, I think it's just
0: uh, it was trolling the league because the league made some policy change that said that you have to wear NFL branded attire, and it. And so, like, because I think he wanted, maybe even would have worn like a suit on the sideline for a game, and then they said that no, you can't do that; you have to do this. So he wore the worst thing he could find as a replacement, and so it was like it turned into like kind of a joke.
1: Oh, that could be. i I found. I found it on my phone. My, um, uh, the, the the New York Times article. Yeah. This is more than anyone except perhaps Mark Zuckerberg. Uh Boston's famous football coach has become syn- synonymous with the hoodie. Do you think of so who do you, do you think uh, Zuckerberg is more famous for his hoodie than uh Belichick I is?
0: I don't think of Zuckerberg at all, so I don't really care.
1: Yeah, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I guess you think of maybe that's that's what um uh you know that's what in 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 the social network. Movie Jesse Eisenberg, I guess he was he was always wearing the hoodie. No, uh, but yeah, I don't. Uh, so it says the origin story of Mister Belichick and the sweatshirt is part of his mystique. He first appeared in the gray hoodie in two thousand three. Before that, he often wore windbreakers on the field. Yeah. You know, as the tale, okay, as it's similar. As the tale goes, he adopted the hoodies after the NFL made a deal with Reebok that included coaches, meaning that they were forbidden to wear. Uh, suits or anything else. It was you had to you had to wear Reebok clothing specifically Reebok. I think it had to be specifically Reebok. And then now it's it's Nike now. I think is the is wow. the is the is the company. But, um, but he he like tattered them up to make them look even worse.
0: But they were still he was still fulfilling his requirement. By I think least. he
1: liked. I think he also liked the idea of wearing a suit uh yeah. on the sideline, right? But he wanted to find the least uh, fashionable item. Besides, he, he says, uh, but no. in Mister uh, said, said when 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 asked about it somewhat recently, Belichick uh, said he liked sweatshirts because they were comfortable. He could carry stuff in the pouch, and cutting off the sleeves because his arms were too short and the fabric was getting in his way. That's what he <laughs> said. But yeah um,
0: uh, I think it maybe morphed into that over time. But I'm pretty sure he was. It started as trolling the Yes. his the contractual requirement that you know he was that was mandated to him by the league, not you know something that he chose, right? It wasn't like part of his contract that he had to wear. No, yeah, it was like somebody else signed a contract that was it was part, part of the blanket on him. him ownership. Yeah, he I will fulfill it, that. but he's going to do it in the uh, you know way that uh, is most amusing to himself. That makes the <laughs> league look. The worst, I think, at the same. So,
1: yeah. So, I what was the question you asked? Was would a team fire somebody for to try Belichick. to get to try to lure Belichick? I could it. see the Bears because I don't think Iberflus is on very he's on pretty thin ice. I think it I seems also like th- maybe the
0: Bears said that they're planning on keeping Iberflus. Was the initial statement but that can change on a yeah. whim, and this may be you know something that could trigger something
1: like that I, but i i don't see the bears job maybe as being particularly great for belichick to want to come yeah. in and win um that's why i think i think you think the, i think the san diego i'm mean, not san Diego, the los angeles chargers yeah. or the maybe the um falcons is probably the best for kind of winning immediately um. Or unless uh, Belichick and Nick Saban decide to team up together and go to uh, Seattle and have like the all old guy uh coaches uh, uh working together uh, yeah. up there, I, I don't see that happening really either. But um, it'd be it'd be um. You know, the AFC
0: West seems to be luring big Vegas coaches, could, yeah. Vegas could
1: also maybe be a place for Belichick because of Tom yeah. Brady's uh status there. That would be the ultimate kind of evil move that uh, Belichick could could take. Right. Being the new Raiders coach. And he could right. also probably bring in Josh McDaniels to be the offensive coordinator uh, for the Raiders. Well, and that may be part of the trigger for Belichick's exit was because they'd, the media had already started
0: talking about McDaniels coming back to New England to be Belichick's offensive coordinator there. Mm-hmm. And then that may be Kraft that says, I don't want to do that again. If they don't have Brady, then I don't want to, you know, have those guys. Yeah. yeah. So that may have, that may have like, you know, further led to the decision. To so him, if, yeah.
1: Belichick. So know. would you rather have Belichick, uh, Vrabel, or Jim Harbaugh as your coach of you in an NFL team? Of those three. That'll be our last question, then we'll move on to the. Uh, uh, well, I would uh, say that probably, I mean.
0: Harbaugh would be on the biggest upswing of the three with Vrabel not making the playoffs this year, Belichick having his worst season uh, in New England this year, but, but Harbaugh not being in the NFL, but winning college national championship game. Uh, it, they, he would be like, you know, on the, the furthest upswing at least anyway at their point in, in their respective careers, I suppose. But uh
1: I guess, I guess maybe. And Harbaugh had success in the pros before, so he was decent with he was decent with the 49ers, letting them to a Super Bowl to, that he lost against his his uh, brother John Harbaugh. Right. Uh, that was that was the uh, twenty twelve I think Super Bowl okay. um, Colin Kaepernick uh, versus Joe Flacco. One of one of those players is still in the league. We'll talk about him in a, a second. Right, uh, but. Yeah, I don't. Of those who, who I think I I I might if I wanted, I don't know if I for certain reasons you'd want Belichick because he has he is maybe the best coach in modern NFL history. I think also you might want Vrabel because he's kind of in the middle of his coaching career. And he's he's been and he's done really well with some teams that aren't that great. He finally wasn't able to kind of pace the Titans together to win a bunch of games the last couple of years, but. Uh, that's well. I think a lot of that was kind of injury. Uh, in, in personnel too, that uh, it's they, they even, don't have the players. Yeah, Decision making. They
0: it's, it's yeah, good so... wide receivers, but they never had the right quarterback for the wide receivers. They had. They still had a lot of success with this with this team they had, but yeah, yeah. They would. They could have been better with a better quarterback. Maybe they just drafted the quarterback of the future, and they won't. You know, find out if Rabel is the guy. Yeah. To, you know, put those pieces together now to have them, perhaps. There's a little. It seems a little strange that that he would be, you know, among the coach firings, uh, in the off season here.
1: Would, yeah. So yeah, I, I think yeah. So and then I think Harb. There's so, there's good things to say about Harbaugh too. But I, I, maybe there's this. You might wonder about the sign stealing and the and things like that. But I guess it doesn't matter as much in the pros. But, but. maybe. You have that kind of um shadiness, possibly straight but, to the Raiders, uh,
0: then, right? Is what that's mean. what the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders would be
1: good. But I think Antonio Pierce did so well for the Raiders. It would be like for the Raiders to like have two interim coaches that do really well, and then neither one get the final job. And then if that like if the next coach turns out to be not very good. Um, you know, maybe if it's Belichick, you could say, "Well, we have Bill Belichick." Sorry, Antonio Pierce, you were great, but you're still not Bill Belichick. Um, that's probably the only one of those. But it's going to end up being Gruden again, though, isn't it? Gruden, uh, yeah. I thought we—they thought we were thinking about Gruden uh, going back. Uh, I
0: guess he had made a statement too that uh, he has a lawsuit that is, I believe, coming up uh, with some kind of you know court date soon. I don't know if it's just for you know motions or whatnot. Uh, but it's renewed this uh, stipulation that he had made that he is willing to drop the suit if he gets his job back. Gets his job back. So that may be something the league would prefer. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> who knows what else will come out that they don't that the league doesn't want you know released to the general public
1: over the course of this this trial should it happen. There's also where the Saints might be. Uh, thinking of uh, bringing John Gruden for a role in their coaching staff,
0: mm.
1: which doesn't make any sense. Like, wh- I guess that would mean that, why wouldn't he be your head coach? He'd be behind Dennis Allen. But it also wasn't said he wasn't going to be offensive coordinator either. It was going to be yeah. some sort of other position. Um, so that's, a, I guess because Derek Carr is on the team, he did pretty well with Derek Carr. Yeah. So that's why, but um, it seems like, Yeah. But yeah, John Gruden's case I think is going on right now or very yeah as very we, as we speak. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Um but as as we speak, the playoffs are, are, are upon us as well. Uh we have what they call super wildcard weekend of uh beginning on Saturday, lasting into Monday, where all where twelve of the league's fourteen playoff teams are playing against uh one another playing games uh the only ones that are out are the number one seeds in the afc it's baltimore and in the nfc it's san francisco um 14 of the 16 are playing did i say that 12 of, seven, i said 12 of 14 it's yeah i think it's 12 of 14 because there are seven there are seven seeds in each conference seven plus,
0: oh. well there's seven games though right i think there are six games no there's seven no there are six Six games. Six games. Never mind. Yeah, it's 12, 14 You got it right. Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm wrong. I'll shut up.
1: We're we're, we're recording this very late, so maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's our. We're just we're just uh we're a little bit a little bit tired here at the yeah. So, no, that's right. You had it right. Yeah, thank you. I, I finally finally one for my side over uh Dr. Scaff. Um, but yeah, we have six games coming up. Uh, do we want do you want to go through those games in chronological? Order.
0: Let's do it. We'll, we'll end play. up uh, picking, making our picks at the same time. Is that what we want to do? Yeah, let's
1: make our picks and uh, talk about the game a little bit. And uh, that'll uh, bring us into uh, next week. Uh, so, yeah, so we have the first game uh, is the afternoon game on Saturday. That is the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Cleveland is a road favorite favored by two points in that game. Um, and the over-under is 44 and a half points. Um, so Dr. Skeff, any, a- any general comments on the game and then maybe what you think your uh, pick would be? I, th- I think there are there are some like really great
0: storylines around most of the games where there's some link between the two franchises that are facing off that, uh, you know, you really are going to be watching during the games to see how things play out. In in this case, you know, Houston and Cleveland had that big trade two years ago, which uh, moving Deshaun Watson uh, from Houston to Cleveland for a lot, for a, a trove of draft picks. And, you know, Watson is not playing in the game as he's injured this season. And Houston will be, you know, bringing out their, all of their young talent that they got in this trade, essentially, mm-hmm. playing against the team in the playoffs. That, that's a really great, you know, way to look at, um, you know, how these two franchises are, have developed anyway. So, like, I'm going to be pulling for Houston, I think, in the game, but I kind of and, think Cleveland's going to end up winning this one. And, and you know, Houston yeah. may be getting some experience in the playoffs that they will bring them back in future years
1: to have a more successful run. Is, is my question would be, shot at yeah, does is Deshaun Watson's not playing? Does that does that help both teams? Uh, yes, he's not playing <laughs> for Houston. So Houston <laughs> got a bunch of draft picks, and they don't have to deal with Deshaun Watson anymore. And now it turns out that Joe Flacco runs the Cleveland offense much better than Deshaun Watson ever did. Um So is is his absence uh, is it, uh, lift, lifting teams. up both teams? I think it might be. Um, I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. But to... maybe Deshaun Watson's well, laughing here. all the way to the bank because he has, you know, all this money. Uh, no matter what, even though he's, uh, you know, maybe not not the most uh, savory of of characters, uh, to say the least. And right. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting it's interesting storylines. I. I, I kind of want Cleveland to win simply because I think that would line them up probably to play against Baltimore. And so you would uh, in the, in the divisional round. So you would have um, both the old Cleveland Browns playing against the current Cleveland Browns. And you'd also have Flacco against uh, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson against Flacco. And, and that's, and yeah. I think that would be the most, so yeah, um, in that game, I I am predicting uh, Cleveland uh, to win. Uh, so I think I think they'll cover the spread too. I think I don't think they'll just win by one point. Uh, so I might as well cut, cut. So I would say Cleveland minus two, and yeah. I'm going with the under under 44 and a half. Uh, what what say you, uh, Doctor Uh I'm also going Cleveland minus two. And you said you're going under. Yeah,
0: I think I'm. I'll take the over in that one then. But I'll I will join you on the spread. I think I'll be rooting for Houston, but I expect Cleveland to win. That's what. Mm. That's kind of how well, I'll be
1: approaching this game as a as a fan, I guess. So. Yeah. Well, the we we'll move on the Saturday night with the Chiefs. Uh, the game exclusively on Peacock, which just caused maybe some consternation uh, around the country. I have Peacock already. I'm out yeah. of the Kansas City. You're in the Kansas City market, so you'll get it. But I, I had peacock basically because i don't have cable and i wanted to watch sunday night football so i you know at, so i'll watch the cleveland houston game also on peacock even though it's also available on nbc because i don't i don't have uh regular tv service so yeah. so i think the people that are complaining about being on peacock are kind of you know kind of right but also also they're you know you always have to, but you have to make some sort of purchase to watch any sort of TV, uh, yeah. because mostly people want pay, you know, pay the cable company or your, or you also, you know, maybe you don't pay for your over-the-air network, but I don't know how many people watch over-the-air, uh, TV, and the you would have had to buy an HD antenna, uh, yeah, to uh, do that, uh, but yeah, I don't know how many people actually have the HD antenna anymore. I don't know, yeah might be interesting i might get one because I, I i don't i where i live i can't really the antenna doesn't really work very well i don't think but it might be something to uh i would i hadn't really thought about that for a while but you always like but like if, if it was you know the espn has shown shown games all the time and and uh so having to pay for those your you're, that's, that's already pay-per-view really uh that that uh people have gone through so whether it's amazon or uh com or or um nbc uh you know i comcast i guess is the parent company but it doesn't it's it's still i think if you're a comcast cable subscriber i think uh uh it's 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 free or what it, it used to be it's not it's yeah. no longer it's no longer free for uh free for me i have xfinity internet but it's no longer uh, free but anyway um back to the game itself let's talk about that rather than the um broadcast of it the, for the exclusively on Peacock game Saturday night at Arrowhead, temperatures perhaps will bol- hit actual temperatures, not just wind chill, but temperatures themselves possibly below zero um, at, by, uh, at some point during the game, possibly even at kickoff. Is what they're saying now. Oh, really?
0: Oh, that's possibly a- negative one at kickoff is what the. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> still days ahead of time, so it's yeah. Uh, from where we're, where we're recording this, at least anyway.
1: They'll, they'll uh, Yeah, that would be uh, a sight to see. But uh, the Chiefs are favored by four and a half points, and the over-under is also, like the Cleveland-Houston game, 44 and a half points. Um, who do you like in this game, Scav Do you have uh, uh, any other comments uh, about the Chiefs' chances against uh, the Dolphins? Well, this is, uh, you know,
0: again, the rematch of former Chief Tyreek Hill, now coming to Kansas City for the first time since he's left the chiefs uh so it'll be you know an interesting game at least anyway it's going to be extremely cold uh miami hasn't played well against good teams they didn't score a lot of points against the chiefs the first time they played when they were in uh the game was in frankfurt which is technically a kansas city home game but Mm -hmm. not in kansas city uh I have a hard time betting against the Chiefs. I don't tend to do it anytime, so I'm going to take the Chiefs minus four and a half, and probably the over also in the game. Okay, that, that tends to be how I pick Chiefs games. It doesn't has not been terribly successful this season, but uh, I'm going to stick with it because that's what that's what the fan version of me says I should be doing. I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I think if the if the Chiefs contain. Uh, the Dolphins' offense, which they might be able to do if they can get a consistent pass rush on uh to attack of the Loa. Uh, the Dolphins' pass rush is basically going to be non existent. I think they actually they actually picked up former Chiefs uh, star Justin Houston. Uh, they, they also have Melvin Ingram and Emmanuel Ogba on that defensive line, so it's going to be like ex Chiefs from the uh from, from seasons past that are going to be uh. Yeah. In place of Bradley Chubb and 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 the other uh, guy. Uh, the Pink other Cole. three pass rushers that are all yeah. in, I guess. Ben Ginkle ben and Ginkle. out too, I think, yeah. So. Phillips, is out. the other guy? I think that sounds right, yeah. Um, yeah, so they're they're all out. So maybe, and the Chiefs have had a good pass rush lately. Uh, they're one of the top uh, pass rushing teams in the league in terms of sack numbers. Uh, so it looks like they were last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the
0: pressures and
1: knockdowns and right all the uh, yeah, they the aren't getting a lot of thing. turnovers, but they're doing this, they're sacking quarterback quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so I like the Chiefs as well, minus four and a half. I think they can, can, again the Dolphins, they're not a, I mean, this goes without saying that Miami is not a cold weather city. The Dolphins are probably not as used to the cold weather as the Chiefs are who've been able to practice in it the last week. And it might not be quite as cold now as it will be at game time, but it, mm-hmm. the, the, it's still below freezing um in Kansas City and has been for a while. So um, so I like that. unless unless the Dolphins left and started practicing in Kansas City a few days ago, which I don't think they have, I that the cold is gonna maybe be an issue um, and it'll so, affect the kicking game.
0: It'll affect the passing mm-hmm. game. I don't think there's supposed to be like rain or or you know, snow during the game, which, you know, it's a positive thing for the Chiefs and the risk of
1: all the drops that has happened in yeah. you know, games that have been bad weather. But the cold weather is not hard to, I guess you have gloves and it's not going to be fun to catch the ball in this weather. Yeah. But,
0: but it does seem to affect like the kicking game. Like the ball doesn't necessarily fly as well. So, like, yeah. you know, they may be going for fourth and threes and fourth and fours from between midfield and the 30 yard line. So we'll see. You know how that affects the the game style too. Yeah, they are
1: going to be they are going to be kicking meaningless field goals at the end of the game to uh, to try I to trip the over under. The Chiefs don't do that anyway, but <laughs> yeah, an Andy Reid know. coach team would never have done that. But uh, oh, all... so
0: were you taking the over under in this one? Did you? Oh, I I'm
1: doing the under. I'm That's doing Chiefs minus four to five in the under. Um, I have a strategy for these over unders. I don't know if I'll. I'll, I'll I've... I see a trend developing. Yeah, for um, both of us, a trend is going to continue, Doctor Scaff. Oh, so Even next game? Yes, we have next game is Pittsburgh at Buff at Buffalo, uh, Sunday afternoon, early afternoon. Buffalo is favored by ten, and the over under is a meaning is a is a mere thirty six and a half points um what anything that you want to talk about Pittsburgh Buffalo, it's also supposed to, be, it's supposed to be very cold it might but it might not snow, be snowy and windy in uh Buffalo during the game so not not quite as frigid but but I think maybe with wind chill uh it might it'll be you know close to zero uh in Buffalo
0: and this is another game that's going to be affected by possibly by a single player too as TJ Watt is going to be out. And, you know, we we talk about the Chiefs being more of a system defense. If one guy's out, it may not have as big of an effect on a team. I don't know if that's the case with Pittsburgh. I think in la- the last couple of seasons when we've seen Watt be out, it has really affected the Pittsburgh defense. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that it – I don't think he's missed much of this season. So if this season is different, then, you know, we don't know. So maybe maybe it has an effect. Maybe it doesn't have an effect. Buffalo has been really turnover prone during the season. Uh, I think some of that leads to an expectation for a low scoring game. I don't see Buffalo losing this one. I don't think that they'll be playing it close either, but Pittsburgh has been the most baffling team for me on the season. Whatever I think I should do, I should probably do the opposite of it. But uh, I think I'm not, I think I'm not, I'm going to take Buffalo minus 10, but I will steal the under this time i think on the i expect a low scoring game
1: yeah i think it'll be really low scoring because of the weather i think the weather is going to be worse for like if it's windy that may that, that uh really affects over under i think they're supposed to be like 25 mile an hour constant winds uh or something like that so and gusts up to like 50 miles an hour so uh it's gonna be very windy there yeah. um in buffalo so I'm gonna go under 36 and a half as well. And I'm also gonna say Pittsburgh keeps it close simply because I don't think a lot there's gonna be a lot of scoring. And I think I don't think it's I think it's gonna be something like uh 20 to 13, maybe uh Buffalo wins. Um so I think Pittsburgh, I th- I still think Buffalo will win, but I think Pittsburgh keeps it within within 10. So you're not you're not um bold enough to take Pittsburgh on the money line, also. No, I, I think mason rudolph's uh, magical mystery tour has come to an end but you never know i don't but i think i think i think also if tj watt were playing i wouldn't rule out their chances because he might get a couple of really big plays and turn you know Smith is very good as well but with but when they have both of them playing at a high level that's um their defense is gonna be really really good and also i think TJ Watt would be able to contain Josh Allen maybe better than as a defensive end, maybe than some other, uh, maybe the backup end might, you know, not have the containment, uh, uh, savvy that, that, that Watt does. So, um, yeah, so I think, I, I do think Pittsburgh though, will keep it somewhat close. All right. So we'll move, we'll move to the, uh, 30 Central 4 30 Eastern afternoon game uh that will surely be on uh, I think it's going to be on the uh Fox Network I believe I assume uh Green Bay at Dallas and it is on Fox Dallas is favored by seven points at home and the over under is a robust 50.5 uh but Green Bay Dallas. Green Bay Dallas is a matchup of once and former uh or once once and former and current and uh still uh teams uh that Mike McCarthy was the coach of. Uh he was formerly the coach of the Green Bay Packers. Now he's the coach, of course, of the Dallas Cowboys. It's also a rematch of the old ice. speaking of cold weather games, it's a matchup of the, of the old ice bowl uh between uh Dallas and Green Bay. Uh, although it's in Dallas and not in Green Bay, which would be probably even colder than Kansas City is on uh, on Saturday. Yeah. But um it's it'll be in like Dome in Dallas.
0: In Dome in Dallas. In a controlled temperature in a area that's probably not nearly
1: as cold, yes. Yeah, in the Jerry's world. Um which uh which which team do you like in 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 that game? And uh, uh, what, what do you think? What do you think? What's your general prediction of the game? I mean, if
0: uh, McCarthy was willing to kick a field goal to hit the over uh, in a meaningless season finale game, then he should be more than willing to run up the score against his former team, which I don't know if they've played each other. Have they since? Or I wonder if they have. I haven't. I guess I've I, don't, I, don't have. this, faced, yeah, I don't know if they have. They didn't
1: this year. I don't know if they have played each other.
0: So, yeah. They probably don't play each other very often. I don't I don't know that he's actually faced them. It seems like this is where he'd really want to, you know, mm-hmm. blow out Green Bay uh, mm-hmm. on the big stage in the in a wild card playoff game. Uh I you know, fully expect Dallas to cover the seven point spread. But that over under gets tricky though. They play like they've been doing with their, you know, win games like 38-10 kind of thing. You know that would still be under in this game because the uh, the over under so high. I think maybe that's what I'll end up doing with that as well. Yeah, Green Bay minus seven, or yeah, not Green Bay, uh, Dallas minus seven, under fifty point five.
1: Okay, but I it'll like... be I think a big spread. Interesting. I like the under as well in that game. I I I don't think I think it's going to be more like the last two times that Dallas played good teams. Um, the games were very close, and they would would have been under this total when they when they played uh, Miami. Uh, when they uh, that was like twenty two to twenty or something type of game, and the similar and there was a similar score. I think it was twenty to nineteen. Uh, the score between Miami and Detroit. Uh, so there's, I think those are close games against playoff caliber teams, and games that you know I think Dallas could have won both of those games, but so they're both pretty close. So I, I think Dallas will win the game, but I think that Green Bay will keep it within the touchdown. Uh, so I like uh, Green Bay plus seven and the under. Trend continues for your uh, over-under yes. picks, Mike. Yes. So we move on to Detroit. Um, another potential cold-weather place, but one that's uh, but in Ford Field, though, it will be under the roof, in the dome. Cozy Ford Field that hasn't hosted a playoff game ever, I don't think, in its... In its existence. No, I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, this is the first I think Detroit hump playoff game in maybe in the century. Um well they never win the division, so yeah. (laughs) Um so this is yeah the Rams at the Lions. Uh this is also the Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff uh Freaky Friday bowl where they uh had switched They switched. Uh. Uh. Switched positions, or may, is this more of a Freaky Friday situation, or is it, um, more of a
0: trading places, maybe, or
1: uh, what's, what's what was, yeah, I was I was thinking, what's the what was the movie with the twin the twins, uh, yeah, that were separated at birth, and then like it's like it was Lizzie Lohan was in the remake, and it was um, oh a Parent Trap. Parent trap. Parent, I mean, it's yeah. a parent trap thing where they're where they're. gonna be
0: like trading places from like the Eddie Murphy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Eighties uh, movie. Yeah. No, this was.
1: I was thinking. Yeah.
0: The. But they like uh, take a guy from from the street and put him at yeah. a uh, brokerage firm.
1: Yeah. free yeah. yeah. Freaky Friday was about it. Was 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 more uh, what I was looking for. I think. I guess because because yeah. they they basically did swap with one another. Uh, on, right. on us, I guess in some ways. Um, I guess figure for it wasn't exactly on purpose. It was a coincidence, magical but they, but, relic sort
0: of thing. Yeah, that yeah, swaps
1: their bodies. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I can't believe I couldn't be remember the parent trap. Is it's, 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 it's late? Um, <laughs> it's even but, later than it was when we were making mistakes earlier. I mean, when yes. I was making mistakes earlier. Now we're both. Now we're both. Uh, we're losing. We're losing <laughs> it <here> rapidly. Um, <laughs> we have the Rams plus three. And the over under, so Detroit favored by three points at home, and the over under is 51 and a half, slightly even slightly higher yeah. than Green Bay Dallas, 50 and a half. So, uh, of this game, anything, any comments about this game? And then, who, who do you like in the uh, if uh,
0: if this was like maybe three or four weeks ago, the Rams offense hadn't been very good at all, and I would easily take Detroit without even thinking about it. Uh, but the last couple of weeks, Detroit hasn't played all that well. Rams offense seems to be clicking pretty well. I think Detroit's probably you know the team that's on the up side, and you know the Rams are maybe neutral to to dipping, but they've finished the season really strong. I think they may be in the best momentum spot at least between the two teams. I may actually be leaning towards the Rams plus three on the road, and have a hard time going over that 51 and a half but uh yeah i think i'll take the under in the game
1: well i yeah yeah. i I think i actually i I like the rams in this game as well i think partly because everybody thinks detroit is is this feel-good story and i don't know if that lasts in the playoffs i think the rams are a more seasoned playoff team i think they have a better quarterback i think they also have a better running game with kyron williams emerging and they might have right now better wide receivers as as well. So I think their offense, like you said, the Rams offense hasn't, hasn't been that good, but they've, they've woken up, I think, and uh, become yeah. a very strong offense. I think with Aaron Donald, the defense, their defense is still pretty good. And um, I think Detroit is maybe just happy to be there in some ways. And they remind me a little bit of maybe the the Kansas City uh, Schottenheimer team's uh where they were favored at home and had those big uh you know crowds and then blew it in the playoffs I don't know why I have that feeling but i I think the i'm I'm leaning Rams and I'm also leaning under so i'm I'm in, in full agreement uh with mm-hmm. you on uh no no now watch this be a a, a high scoring uh blowout by 53-40... 50, Detroit victory something like that something like that yeah <laughs> I like the Rams in the under as well and then, then we have one more game Monday night the last game of super wild card weekend and that pits the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia is favored uh the fifth seed Philadelphia is favored over the fourth seed Tampa Bay uh by three points on the road and the over under is 43 and a half uh what 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 do you have to say about the Eagles and Buccaneers
0: and this is the one that I I don't really have like the there's no clear like storyline amongst these these teams right it's uh uh Baker Mayfield against I don't I don't know how hurts
1: well have they have
0: ties into the to hurts I guess they're both Big 12 quarterbacks yeah. for at least one season anyway. They Hurts were both at Oklahoma yeah. yeah,
1: for a little while.
0: Yeah, so they, I guess they have a tie that way. But they weren't there at the same time, so it's not... Uh, yeah.
1: There is a tie. You know. that the Buccaneers were the last NFC team to defeat the Eagles in the playoffs. Uh, that was Tom Brady's Buccaneers defeated Jalen Hurts' Eagles the year before they went to the Super Bowl. So yeah. two uh, the, the Eagles uh lost to Tampa, I think at Tampa as well um I think, yeah, I, um but I I I the the biggest story is can the Eagles uh you know stop from come out you, of their slide or, or yeah, yes, yeah, stop their steep decline are they yeah they've they've lost I think five out of their last six, six. games. Yeah and they're not looking they're not looking so good and they're traveling to tampa bay which is you know that was not I think they're nine and eight on the year but you know baker mayfield had a pretty solid season um and tampa is probably feeling pretty good it's in it's a game at home and philadelphia has been reeling uh, but still the eagles are favored by three points do you do you still like the eagles
0: uh
1: in that game a,
0: this is this is maybe the toughest one to pick i think just from the you know quick glance at them anyway i'm kind of leaning towards tampa especially with hurts taking that you know dislocated finger during the end of the last game and I that's not good for a quarterback on his hand. throwing hand but i mean is he going to be that sure handed with running it then either cuz that's like it's always been his you know, ability to extend plays and ability to, you know, get the ball downfield himself. Maybe he's not as sure with the ball security, even with, you know, not having, if his hand isn't hundred percent, I don't know. I have a hard time, you know, thinking that that's a great game plan to have a quarterback with a broken or dislocated finger, especially on the throwing hand. Uh, I think I'm kind of leaning towards Tampa Bay plus three, but uh Ooh, that under over. I'm, I'm I maybe will go against what I'm thinking, at least anyway, and take the over in, the, in this final
1: game. So then. 43 and a half over, and you have Tampa uh, plus three. I also like Tampa Bay plus three. Um, and I'm going to take the under uh, again. So I picked, I picked under for all six of these games. I decided to go straight under. My preseason straight overs worked really well. So maybe my postseason straight unders will work. Uh, well, mm. in, in this. so that's that's my hope anyway, and I think yeah. I, I, again, I like you had said the Hurts injury also plays a major part in to why maybe Tampa Bay can win. Um, really complicates the you know trying to figure out what the strategy is from either side of this. And if, if and you would think if Tampa wins, it's not going to be a shootout. Probably it'll be. But I think I don't. I, but I don't know. My what? But I think maybe twenty. I think that over under is kind of in the middle though, so it's not like it's super. Like it could, it could be a twenty four twenty one game, and the uh, over will will hit. I just don't think it'll be. I don't think anybody's getting in the thirties. Two teams think, in the thirties, yeah.
0: no. So. But Tampa, I mean, Tampa's defense is okay. Philly's defense has not played very well recently. Uh, yeah. So it's and then you know Philly's offensive line. I don't think it's been that great of late either. And you know the whole team has really faltered down the stretch of the regular season, which is really surprising how they finish the year. Yeah, it seems like that would be harder to come out of that law that steep of a decline as the season has you know continued. It's it's not like the like you know do they have that switch that they can just flip right back on and they're be in playoff
1: mode I don't know yeah it's not like it's I, I think in some ways the Eagles it's not like they just lost a couple of games maybe where they could have gone either way they did they lose they lost a couple of those but they lost also a lot of big games by big margins they lost badly to the 49ers they lost uh fairly badly to the uh Cowboys as well and so they were losing these these games um well then ending the year getting blown out by the Giants, and the Giants isn't yeah. great. Yeah, that's not yeah. a great. You know, losing at, home, at and losing at home to uh, the Cardinals. And then, even if the Cardinals were doing a little better at the end of the year, that was a surprising. Yeah, this was uh, very surprising, and maybe yeah, maybe they are just not as good as they were last year. And but you could also maybe say that about oh, the Chiefs. Uh, Although the Chiefs' games were much closer uh, on the whole, uh, but. So I I, we we are at least hoping. I think the Chiefs can flip a switch somewhat, and Philadelphia is I'm sure hoping that that can happen too for them. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that's that's going to be the case. So I yeah like well at least you know as you know the
0: Chiefs fans would probably you know say is that you know from the last game at least going into the playoffs it's basically a different team because they rested almost you know their most key players at least anyway so. Mm-hmm. you know, you say they underperformed the last game of the season. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean anything at all because most of their key players weren't even in the game. Yeah, I was thinking
1: more down the stretch. They did use better.
0: all of their key players in the last game and played terribly against a team that isn't.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's true. I, it's like the Chiefs maybe were like kind of rough down the stretch, but they weren't as rough down the stretch as, as the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, where they, and they also won their last game with, with their starters as well. So they won the last two games – um, and they have sort of a built in buy. So maybe that's another reason we might like the Chiefs. With, with instance, the uh, um, uh, Dolphins had a Sunday night game and played all their uh, top players. So they've had less rest uh, than the Chiefs, who had, I guess, they had an afternoon game. So a few hours. Uh, yes. But a couple they of also hours. were able to rest yeah. some of their really key players. Yeah. And, play again get kind of everybody into the game rather than uh just you know have your your top players be the be the main guys so um but I'm looking forward to how the weekend shapes up and I'm certainly looking forward to uh a chief's victory I hope that happens um do you have anything else to wrap to, before we wrap up uh today uh Dr scaff
0: I uh, think and also you know waiting to just see what the next part of the coaching carousel ends up being too will be will be interesting for for us to follow
1: yeah and it's one of those things like why do, do you try to get somebody early or do you wait till the end of the playoffs and then see what what uh options you have that that's something that yeah. maybe plagued coaches candidates like eric biennemi before because he was always in he was always in the super bowl or in the IFS championship game and uh wasn't wasn't able to land a job because these teams were hiring early um and you know the and you know the Eagles last year had both of their coordinators hired away as as head coaches, so maybe maybe one of these teams uh, in the playoffs this year will have uh, something similar happen with with uh, multiple staff members uh, leaving. But yeah, that's, that remains to be seen. That'll be interesting. See where yeah. Belichick goes. See where Vrabel goes. See where um you know what happens even with Nick Saban or Jim Harbaugh. You know, some of these college guys uh so you think you think uh there will be any hires
0: before our next episode a week from now e... or do you think there will be more hirings than firings i so
1: think that, I, um i think Not there the will still be some i think there will still be some firings to be had yeah i don't know if it'll be at the top level but it'll be assistance and things like that going and I don't know if there'll be any hirings, but maybe if they're trying to race to get Belichick or something like that, there might he might get hired more, yeah. more, more verable. Uh those like like when Andy Reid went on the market and the Chiefs were kind of raced uh to get him. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember when he was was he hired. I don't know. There are certain I think there's a time period where you can make hires and I don't I don't know if you can do that exactly right now. I don't I don't remember what the rules are. Well they usually uh, don't let um like the coordinators interview for
0: other jobs until the season's over for yeah. So if they're still in the playoffs
1: and they tend to not allow. They have, yeah. Interviews. They do allow some interviews, I think, but you can't hire somebody until after he's yeah. done. So, but you also don't yeah. want to spend as much time preparing for an interview once you're preparing for the, uh, uh, the game that's, that's, that's coming up. Right. Uh, so we don't have any time to prepare for any interviews before uh, this, this weekend. Uh, but we have prepared, we have prepared our bets and our predictions for uh, the playoffs. And uh, we hope you have, have done the same and your teams uh, uh, do well for you this weekend. And I, I yeah, well, well, why, don't, why don't we uh, sign off Dr. Scaff? So yeah. as, al- as always, I am Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff non Esquire. We are the One in Track Power Hour. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or our uh, uh, different podcast uh, delivery uh, vehicles. And uh, as, as, we, as we said, we wish you uh, good luck this weekend. Try to stay warm if you're going out to any of these games. And until then, until we'll see you again next week. And until then, we'll bid you a good day.